Hello, I'm Katie Mann, and welcome to the Hearts of Fire podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today for our Earth Day discussion with Sister Seal Lavin and remind you that whether watching this episode on YouTube or listening to it on a podcast, make sure to never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. We appreciate your support of the Hearts of Fire podcast. Now on to today's discussion with our guest, Sister Seal Lavin. For those of you who don't know her, Sister Seal ministers as the Congregation Justice Coordinator, as well as an adjunct professor of the Metropolitan College of New York. Welcome, Sister Seal, and thank you for joining the Hearts of Fire podcast today to discuss how we can better care for our Earth. Thank you, Katie. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to celebrate Earth Day a day ahead. And welcome, everybody. Well, welcome, and yes, happy almost Earth Day, and, you know, jumping into today's discussion, you know, this year's theme for Earth Day is our rest- is restore our Earth. So, Sister Seal, what does that phrase mean to you? Well, Katie, we live on a beautiful planet. Not only does her beauty nourish us, but the food we eat, the air we breathe, the water we drink, cook, and wash with all come from planet Earth. Industrialization has devastated our planet, unknowingly at first, but now we know, without realizing the long-term consequences of so much of our personal and corporate behavior, we now live on the brink of disaster. If we don't turn climate change around, humans as well as animals could become extinct. The scientific consensus is that the climate change crisis is human cause and has led to the rise of sea levels and the increase of extreme weather events like Hurricane Sandy for us, or extreme heat, earthquakes, floods, and wildfires. For the first time in history, we have the power to destroy or continue life on planet Earth. There are solutions, however, that can mitigate the damage done and even reverse some of it. Restoring our Earth requires us to act personally, communally, and politically. And I would like to recommend to you a documentary called Kiss the Ground. Kiss the Ground. It's on Netflix. If you get Netflix, uh, look for Kiss the Ground. It's a beautiful, hopeful documentary about the climate. Very nice. Thank you for that recommendation. We'll definitely check it out. And again, for anybody who's watching or listening to us, it's Kiss the Ground on Netflix, recommended by Sister Seal. And, you know, Sister Seal, switching topics, you know, in your ministry as justice promoter, you are often on the front lines of the congregation's advocacy efforts, especially the environmental advocacy efforts. So Getting to know you a little better, what motivates you in your ministry as well as your advocacy efforts? Well, over the years, I have experienced a deepening awareness of the reality of the oneness of everything. We are all one. All creatures of Earth are connected. We are made of the same stuff. Mystics, astronauts, physicists, some scientists and environmental educators and activists have exposed this oneness to us. Seeing the 1968 photos of our planet floating in space taken by the Apollo astronauts awakens me as it did the astronauts. Viewing Earth from space led them to say, we are all one. We live on a planet. We're part of a one interconnected system. 
That experience changed them and many of us forever. Today, there's an ever-growing awareness that we are one people living on one planet, and it's up to us to make sure life on our planet can continue. Earth, you know, can go on without us, but we cannot exist without her. We have to clean up our environment. It's not unlike our understanding of the scriptural image of the body of Christ. We may have different roles, but it is only together that we form the whole body. To grow in this awareness of the interconnectedness of everything, one needs to exert some energy. We need to read. We need to listen to people who are more informed than we are about the environment. We need to participate in learning opportunities, whether online, in school, in workshops. We need to contemplate, to sit in silence, to gaze upon creation, to enjoy the beauty of nature. It won't happen without some effort. Blauvelt has a land ethic. and In the land ethic, it says, we believe that the beauty of earth sustains and refreshes the human spirit. We believe that as we contemplate Earth with all its manifestations, we stand in awe and reverence before the wonders of creation. So my motivation to work for environmental justice is emotional as well as cognitive. Having a feeling of love for Earth moves me emotionally to work for environmental justice. And my study, reading, and participation in learning opportunities give me a rationale, they give me reasons to work for climate change. And I'm inspired by the commitment of others who work to return us to a clean environment, to mitigate the harm of climate change, and to respond to the needs of those who are vulnerable and suffering. My own Blauvel sisters, who stopped using plastic, who carefully recycle, who use less water, eat less meat, pay attention to their carbon footprint, inspire me. We have two sisters, Ellen Rita and Dee Dee Madden, who run an organic farm. And with the hunger issue this year, they gave 90% of their crop to food pantries. We have a group of sisters organizing the installation of solar panels on 20 to 25 acres of our property in Goshen, New York. Wow. We have sisters who engineered the divestment of our funds from Exxon and are monitoring fossil fuel industries who say they are transitioning to environmentally friendly sources. We have sent postcards, emails, letters, signed petitions, and made phone calls to support those in need and to, to demand climate justice. We have taken political action to move our country and our world to sustainable energy, which is produced from sources that can be used over and over again. We work to stop fracking, drilling, mountaintop removal, to move from fossil fuels like coal, gas, and oil to renewable energies like wind, sunlight, geothermal heat, rain, tides and waves that do not run out and cause no harm to the environment. So nature itself, information, and people inspire me to work for justice. And you are definitely a very inspiring woman to not only the women religious community, but to everyone. 
And moving forward, Sister Cia, how do you think we can better care for our earth? Well, of course, a lot of the things I named that our sisters do are what most of us are doing or many of us are doing, and we need to do more of that. Uh, so we need to reduce, reuse, recycle, and we need to speak out for environmentally friendly policies. But I'd like to focus uh, now on uh, a project called Sowing Hope for the Planet. Pope Francis in 2015 wrote an encyclical called Laudato Si, which means praise be to you. In this encyclical, the Pope was pleading for us to hear the cry of earth and the cry of the poor. Laudato Si is a call to all people of goodwill, not just Catholics, to all people, to take care of our common home, earth, and our more fragile sisters and brothers. This past year celebrated the fifth anniversary of Laudato Si. And on May 24th this year, as the fifth anniversary celebration ends, a seven-year plan called Sowing Hope for the Planet will be launched to implement the ideas in Laudato Si. This Vatican campaign hopes to mobilize over seven years, seven sectors of the universal church family. Those seven are families, communities, which include parishes, educational institutions, schools and colleges, hospitals and healthcare centers, businesses and corporate farms, organizations like NGOs or foundations, and finally, seven are religious orders. So we're all going to be receiving information, hopefully, and, and, and welcoming invitations to participate in this seven-year project. The Vatican Department, or what they call the dicastery, but it's a department, that Vatican Department is calling for this plan and hoping that by the seventh year of Sowing Hope for the Planet, we will have a critical mass to achieve radical environmental and social transformation. It's believed that having 21 to 25% of the population is enough of a tipping point for systemic change. So if you want to know more about this program, this seven-year sowing hope for the climate, for the planet, um, there are two websites I would recommend. So get your pen out. One is, they're both Catholic climate movements. The first one is the Global Catholic Climate Movement, one word, dot org. That's the international uh, movement describing or supporting this seven-year plan. So it's the Global Catholic Climate Movement dot org. The second link is for the United States, and that's simply called Catholic Climate Covenant, C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T dot org. So it's Catholic Climate Covenant. Both of those uh, organizations and websites will be providing assistance to all the seven sectors that I mentioned. That's great. Thank you for sharing those two resources with us. And, um, you know, we'll make sure to highlight that on our website and future future articles and other resources. And moving forward, Sister Seal, you know, I I have still a bit more. Okay. (laughs) All right. No, that's absolutely fine. And, right. So uh, I want to mention the organizations that are going to be helping us uh, in this Sowing Hope for the Planet. So it, it's supported by the Union of Leaders of Religious Congregations of Women and Men Internationally, 
And here in the United States, the LCWR, which is made up of the leaders of congregations of sisters in our country, are involved in this, as are the Dominicans, the North American Dominican promoters of justice and peace and integrity of creation, uh, which is both Dominican women and men will be taking the lead on this. We have locally an Earth Council made up of Dominican sisters of Amityville, Caldwell, Bloorvelt, Hope, and Spark Hill, who'll be working on this. And so will the collaborative, or what we call the OPSCC Justice Committee, which is made up of those five Dominican congregations plus Marino. And Bloorvelt itself has a Justice Committee that will be providing information for us. So while the emerging Laudato Si Vatican plan is global, it's being organized in a way that will bring people together. We won't be alone or isolated. Uh, we can work with others and learn what is happening here and around the globe. Maybe we'll discover something happening in another state or another country that we would want to support. For example, we, we, we are concerned about migrations of people, but we're realizing a lot of people are forced to migrate because of environmental degradation. So maybe fossil fuel drilling is happening in their country. Maybe a, a corporation from Europe or the United States went into Nigeria, let's say, drilled the earth for oil, took all the oil left, and now the people, the indigenous people can't live there because the oil is, the soil is polluted. So, so too with uh, island nations flooding with this, the rise of the sea. And, and the Arctic way of life is ending because of the melted ice. So it's the poor which the Pope continually points out, who suffer most from climate change, and they're suffering already. It's not that we're waiting for it to happen. It has happened. Pope Francis reminds us that time is running out to fix the economy, protect life on earth, and help the poor. Each one of us, the Pope says, can play a valuable role, but we must act urgently. So if you're part of a community, a church, a parish, a school, and you're not hearing about Sowing Hope for the Planet, the Vatican's seven-year plan to implement Laudato Si. Take the initiative and encourage your group to give it a chance and go to catholicclimatechange.org. Very nice. And, you know, I, you know, we definitely encourage people to research um, and thank you, Sister Seal, for those great resources. And Moving forward to our final question for you, you know, Sister Seal, you minister as a teacher, you engage with, you know, young minds all the time. And if you could teach our future generations one thing about how we could better care for the earth, what would it be? Well, here's, here's my response. It is the young people who are teaching and challenging us to take action to protect, protect their future life on planet earth. A perfect example is Greta Thunberg, the young Swedish environmental activist who is internationally known for challenging world leaders to take immediate action against climate change. It has been the young who have led and participated in huge numbers in climate, climate change marches, events, and rallies. It is they who are teaching us how to better care for our planet Earth. So let's be grateful to the young people for leading us and let's follow them to a brighter future. 
Well, well said, Sister Jill. And, you know, thank you for joining us today on the Hearts of Fire podcast. And we hope that you'll, you know, consider joining us for future discussions. Thank you, Katie. And thank you all for listening or viewing. (laughs) A little bit of both. A little bit of both. All right. Thank you again, Sister Sia. Take care. Bye. And before we go, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoyed today's discussion, please let us know by giving the Hearts of Fire podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And we hope that you'll join us for our next episode with Sister Joanne Fallis, where we will be discussing how do we find God in the everyday. And thank you again for tuning into the Hearts of Fire podcast. And please know that you are in the daily prayers of our sisters and associates. Thank you.